What is up, Janksters? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today we have an interesting and fun edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast. What I decided to do for this one is, uh, well, recently I've actually been building more and more commander decks. A lot of the time I've been spent uh, over the last couple of days, actually since getting back from Magicon Philadelphia, I've really learned the joy of commander. Like, I already knew it. I had a bunch of decks already, and I love playing. But there was something about just digging through my boxes and finding like random cards and finding ways that they slot into decks and i don't know there's a new fire ignited for that so i'm doing it a lot over the last few days as you can imagine and i came across a card that is just the most beautiful flavor win it was originally printed in magic origins it's been reprinted a couple of times i believe most recently in commander legends the first one and uh it's glint leaf winnower so this card is just really cool i love this card from from a design perspective so it is a 4-3 elf warrior for three black black not great on stats it does have menace which is pretty great but when gwent leaf winner enters the battlefield you may destroy target non-elf creature whose power and toughness aren't equal that's such a goofy weird mechanic that i just absolutely adore it so you may be wondering, okay, in what situation would I want to run this? Honestly, like in a world where cards like Ravenous Chupacabra exist, why would I play Glint Leaf Winterer? Well, one, if you care about the number of elves you have in your deck, that is a clear advantage that this card has over a card like Chupacabra or Noxious Gearhulk, which also just has ETB kill a thing on it. You know, so that's nice. But the limitations on the what you can kill is kind of massive because a lot of creatures throughout Magic's design, just throughout the throughout history, have had a symmetrical stat line. That's just super common. We all like, we're, you know, the three, three for three or the two, two for two. Like the, Some of them have become iconic just for being that, you know, <laughs> they just are. Um, and so, you know, it's not uncommon for creatures just to have you know, equal power and toughness. So as a result, the number of eligible targets on any commander battlefield for Glint Leaf Winter are probably gonna be low. So when do you wanna put this? It's like, well, as a deep cut in some Golgari elf decks, it's not bad. But to be honest, in most decks, I would rather not run this. So why the heck am I talking about it? Like, why is this a card that I felt like I needed to bring up today? Well, I love the flavor of this card. So the Elves of Lorewyn, which is where this takes place. Guilt Leaf is, I believe, the forest on Lorwyn. And the Elves of Lorwyn have this kind of perverse notion of beauty. And they're, they seem very fixated on the notion of keeping things uh, perfect as they see it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I can draw a pretty clear parallel between the Elves of Lorwyn and the Eldrazi, not the Eldrazi, sorry, the Phyrexians, now that I'm thinking about it. Their notion of perfection being correct and other things must be destroyed. Now, in the case of the Phyrexians, they want to um, they, they want to assimilate. They want to create, they, they want to take beings that are not perfect and make them perfect and have them join the ranks of Phyrexia and meet their vision of perfection. With the Elves of Lorwyn, they want to destroy them and so er, eliminate them. And they refer to them as eye blights. So if you're a non-elf, you are a blight upon my eyes. You are disgusting because you are not one of us. Therefore, you must be destroyed. This is possibly an oversimplification. Uh, if any Vorthos fans out there want to add a little bit of like color to this, please do so in the comments below. I would love to hear it. Um, one of the things I've learned is that I know just enough about the magic story to chime in and then uh, overstep just a little bit and make a fool of myself. So if that's what I'm doing here, please let me know. But that notion 
carries itself in this card because the notion of beauty when we see something as beautiful, well, there, there's been a lot of studies over what is beautiful. And one of the things that people have kind of accepted um, is that symmetry is usually seen as being beautiful to the point where scientific studies have been done to determine is a human face more desirable and more attractive if it is perfectly symmetrical. Uh, and th th there have been a lot of discoveries and a lot of, uh, I'm certainly no scientist and no, you know, I, I don't have all that data, but I know it's a thing. There's, a, we've all accepted that some people's view of perfection and beauty is tied to symmetry, or at least th there's some kind of correlation there. And so the fact that the glint leaf or the gilt leaf winnower, it's beauty, the definition of what, so it will destroy eye blights. It will destroy what it sees as not being beautiful. And that is non-elves whose power and toughness are not symmetrical. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And the other detail that I think is fantastic from a flavor perspective, just mwah, from this on this card is that it is an elf. So there's that, but it's power and toughness are not equal. So it, so the guilt leaf winnower is casting judgment on what it deems beautiful in others without seeing the imperfection in themselves. That seems really poetic to me, and I really dig it. So it, it's something that, I mean, we all know that person, right, who's very judgmental of others, even, the, and will cast judgment upon others for traits that they themselves possess and perhaps are not aware of it. I've all straight up say it. I've been that guy in the past and I aspire to not be that guy anymore. Although I have no doubt you may find counter examples of that. Um, like the guy complaining about Atraxa being too strong and then posting deck texts featuring Atraxa. I, okay. All right. <laughs> in any event, um, I just, I find this character fascinating and very cool from a flavor perspective, even though I'm probably not going to add it to any of my commander decks anytime soon. Although to be fair, the ability to just to add a body to the battlefield and destroy something in the process is very powerful. And that is easily worth five mana. If you can get a hit, if you can hit a good target with this and if you care about elves. So if you're adding elves to the board, being able to remove a non elf that your opponent has, which a lot of creatures are non elves to be fair. So, not bad. I, I suppose you could also run this with like asymmetrical pump spells. Like if you have an ability that can give your opponent's creature like plus one plus zero, <laughs> that's a way to like knock their power and toughness out of symmetry so you can kill them with this, which could be kind of fun and very weird, but doable. Anyway, I think this card's cool and it gets me thinking in a neat way. So I thought I would share it with all of you. So thank you so much for uh, checking out this video if you're here on the YouTube or this is also available as an audio podcast called Overthinking MTG, available anywhere you get your podcast. So thank you so much for checking out the video. I appreciate it. Please interact in any ways, comments, reviews, likes, subscribes, all those things really helps a lot. Y'all know how this works. It's content on the internet. So thank you and I'll catch you on the next one.